week, Two Girls, One Podcast goes deep to uncover the shocking truth about the world's best-selling book and the greatest story ever told. That's right. What's the deal with Eat, Pray, Love? Like, will Liz make the same mistakes with Felipe that haunted her past relationships? Was David right for her after all? Find out on this week's thrilling episode. I'm being told this one's actually about the Bible. Lots of incest, stoning women to death. Cool. And now here are the podcast hosts who made sure to watch at least 75% of Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ before recording this interview. Allison Goldberg and Lindsay Ford. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Allie. And we're the girls. <laughs> yep, that's it. And this is the podcast. We also have our producer here, Matt. So I know we say this every week, but this week's episode is very exciting. But before we dive in, we also have a new Patreon supporter, which is so exciting. You too can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash 2G1P. But Lindsay, I think you know this person. Yeah, well, um, you guys can thank me because I'm currently in Vegas. Hello. I'm coming in hot from my hotel room just off the strip. I don't know if I'm on the strip or not. I don't know. People say that. I I just want it to sound cool. We'll go with it. I got in last night and Allie, my friend David from college, who, you know, he's your year. David and I are here to see our friend Megan Stern's show. Oh. Yes. So we're sharing a room and then Megan had to sleep or whatever because she's doing a show. She wanted to be rested. David and I went out and we're literally like wandering, wandering the strip. Like we're from the middle and this is cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wander into a bar and we literally get chosen by this very cool lesbian couple. Shout out to Gina and Anna. And they were like, we're hanging out. It's my birthday. We're buying drinks. It was very fun. They're great. And then we're in a bar and I see this man with this very long and manicured beard. And I'm like, what's your name? <laughs> Cause I'm drunk. Cause Gina and Anna are like, another round. And so we start talking to this guy and his parents come up. They're like on a road trip. This man is 30. He's not like 12. He's 30. And his, he and his I parents he are wasn't like 12. If he has a long beard. Yeah, it's true. And in a bar and in a bar. Yeah. Yeah. It's to be at and least so, 21. Yeah. He, he's 30 <laughs> and his parents come in and we meet them and they're like, so are you staying out? Are you like coming back to our hotel? He's like, I'm going to stay out. Long story over. I ended up making out with this guy, just making out with him, but he felt bad that he didn't want to sleep with me. So he became a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I'm out here doing the good work. Well done. Well <laughs> and done. And Thomas, mean, if you're listening to this, yes, obviously it's you. Okay. We have a lot of conversations <laughs> about marketing and we're doing it wrong. <laughs> we no. just need to send Al, uh, not Allie, Lindsay Matt, to Vegas. Lindsay and, and Allie are whoring ourselves out as best we can. Just kiss anyone you find and then say <laughs> patreon.com slash 2 Yeah, I, it I was great. that's how we're doing it now. 
He he is a good kisser. It was good. <laughs> and I think that was the pinnacle of what we could accomplish last night. So he was like, he felt bad for being like, I think that we shouldn't because he's from Oklahoma. He's very wholesome or whatever. And I was like, I think that At 30, we, he's not over that yet. It's truly. <laughs> but I, I, I also was not interested in doing more than that. So it was very funny, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that he felt so guilty that now he is a monthly subscriber to our Patreon. What up? What's his name? Thomas. Thomas. Thank do you, Thomas. Not, do not unsubscribe, Thomas. Do not. Do not. This is a monthly contribution you've signed up for. <laughs> yeah. Thomas is not at the $10 level, which gets him the perk to where we say his name on the show. Yeah, we're not but supposed because, to shout him out. No, we're not he shouting get him that. out. We're telling How you much, that he's a good he, kisser, but we doubt that he's $5? good at sex. Let's $5 plus kissing, you get 10. the shout out. Yeah, it's 10. That's, yep, yeah. exactly. That's what we're making exactly. the But only now. this month. Only this month. <laughs> only one time. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't get shout out, shouted out next month if unless you sleep with you him. If you find then he gets me, a shout out. yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. I'm also going to be in Vegas next week, though, because I booked a commercial. Commercial. Ooh. Congratulations. I'm, that's going to be so much better. That's oh awesome. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. They're flying me to Vegas, and then I have to see a Katy Perry concert. <gasps> Wait, can you take me to the Katy Perry concert, or is it part of the commercial? It's part of the commercial. Uh, Damn it. What is but this? Hey, can you say, is this television? Is this web? What What are we talking about here? I think it's web, but basically okay. it was like I was recommended for it by someone that I've worked with before, so there like, wasn't even an audition. They were like, do you want to do nice. this? Here's the pay. We fly to Vegas to see a Katy Perry concert. I was like, I don't have any other questions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sure. I'll see you Why there. Not? That's and great. actually, it's my mom's 70th, so I said I would love to do this, but I need you to fly me to Baltimore after instead of back to L.A. Yeah. LA. So, <gasps> it's so you all, get home for free? It's, mm. all, it's all good. Nice. Dreams. Um, dreams come true. Anyway, well, today we're looking at the woke Bible. Amazing. Things, two words that most Christians would hate to hear go together. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I love it. Because... So, I feel like the Bible is wild, y'all. The Book of Judges would be the best HBO miniseries ever. Ooh, the violence yeah. in Game of Thrones has nothing on the Book <laughs> of Judges, people. It's my favorite book in the Bible. It's horrible. I don't know shit about that book. That, that it's book. amazing. Wait. It starts off with Judah and Simeon going wild and just murdering a bunch of Canaanites. And then they are like, that's not enough. We have to destroy our own families, too. And you're like, yikes, bros. All of the Bible, I don't get it. Like, even when I was a kid, it was like, wait, wait, wait. So he marries the wrong sister. He's upset about it. I bet she feels really great about that. He's pissed. He's like, I wanted your sister. They, and then they he fuck works it out really anyway. hard. Yeah. And then he works and marries the other. other like, sister, what? Yeah. And that is still referenced at Jewish weddings sometimes. And I'm like, are we really referencing oh, wow. this story? I went to huh. one in March where I was like, really? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> the Bible is like the most misogynist document. It's so crazy that anyone's into it. Sorry, listener, if you're into it, I don't even know how you're here. It's not crazy that you're into it. It's crazy that you want to believe it word for word. Like, I'm into it because it's horrible. It's very (laughs) upsetting. But, like, wow, it's wild. What's crazy is I remember as a kid being like, this stuff is so outdated. It's so stupid. Why are we learning about it? And only as an adult, I'm like, well, 
Sadly, it's not outdated because people won't shut the fuck up about it. So now I kind of wish I knew more, but I spent Hebrew mm -hmm. school fucking off, you know? It's important to learn why the book is so... the This collection of books or this collection of canonical stuff is so influential, but also like... Name any other documents from the Bronze Age that have relevance to 2022. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think we the don't... Constitution is outdated. That was only it the sure 1700s. Is. It sure is. Everyone's like, abortion yeah. isn't in the Constitution. I'm like, women aren't people, and neither are black people. Neither of them. Right. We're not even. No, we're not in the Constitution at all. <laughs> Which is why we said, hey, this document should be amendable, but this other document. From the Bronze Age, note this is the immutable, sacred word of a man in the sky who created everything. Okay. Meanwhile, it gets redone all the time. It's been translated all by 600. Imagine a translation of a translation of a translation and then another person grouping the books together and then this guy throwing one out and this guy pulling one in. All men. And King James being like, this shit needs to yeah. rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> what? Exactly. God, what an endeavor. Translate a translate a, Car a Katy Perry song from English to Japanese and tell me if it makes any sense out the other end. I don't know that it makes sense in English, Matt. Th there you go. But then right? once you get it to Japanese, then make the Japanese rhyme. That Correct. is the King James Bible. Correct. There you go. Yeah. Well, there you go. speaking of rewrites, this guy has a very interesting story about his time in the church, how he left the church, and how he now gets high and writes uh, reimagined woke versions of the Bible. And they are hilarious. He started sharing this writing, and it's been blowing up on the internet. And we're going to talk to him today. As well it should. I appreciate it. And I like how he's using woke, like, ironically, when really it's just like, here's what's actually going on here. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't change it to make it PC. He's yeah. just like... He, yeah. He's and like, look... Then, so are... and so, then Abraham whored out his wife. Didn't that happen? Yes, yeah. exactly. He didn't trust God, so he cheated on his wife and had a cute little bastard. And <laughs> then when he had his actual son that God had promised him, he was like, oh, God, sure, if you want me to, I guess I'll kill him. I guess I'll murder him on top of a mountain. Yeah. Abraham, you're weak, bro. I just remember all throughout Hebrew school being like, I must be missing something. Because everybody seems into this and I must be missing something. And I just thought I didn't understand. Yeah. Still taught. <laughs> Let the, let's the cycle ends here. Yeah. I love well, it. So uh, Matt, Matt, give us our trivia. I have some great trivia for you today. Does it have uh, to do with the Bible? Because uh, I'll beat Allie. Yeah, you for sure. Oh, I don't know you might have an advantage it. here. You might have an advantage. Here we go. Today we're talking about the Bible and uh, the stuff in it and also the reworking of it. I have 10 idioms, phrases that we use all the time in our conversation, in our literature. Some of them are from the Bible. They have their origin in the Bible and some of them not have nothing to do with biblical scripture. I'm gonna give you these and you have to decide, do they have a biblical origin or are they from some other writing? Okay. Are you prepared? I hope so. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Every cloud has a silver lining. This is a phrase we say often. Does it have a biblical origin? Is it in one of those books or is it from some other source? 
I really thought you were going to say every rose has a thorn, and I was going to laugh so hard. But okay. Why? Because you know where that's from? Every rose has its thorn. Okay. Every cloud has a silver lining. Is that the original lining. citation, though? <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> Truly, your girl doesn't know. Okay, silver lining, I vote not Bible. Allie says not Bible. Does it have a biblical origin? <laughs> Let's say no. You're both saying no, and oh. you are both correct. Yeah. Woohoo! That's a point for each of you. Uh, this is from John Milton, uh, who coined the phrase silver lining in his poem, Comus, a mask presented at Ludlow Castle, 1634. Oh, I read that in high school. What? Oh, did you really? Yeah. We read that's it. like a, that's a deep cut on John Milton. Usually people read Paradise Lost. No, it's probably, no, no, we definitely read Paradise Lost. It's okay. probably because someone was like, he came up with silver lining. I read a lot <laughs> of stuff, like all the words that Shakespeare made up, you know, or right, like, right, oh, totally. it's in here. Nerd, totally. nerd, all right, nerd, nerd, nerd stuff. Got nerd. It. All right, well, you're going to do well here. A blessing in disguise. Does that have biblical origins or is it from some other source? I think it's uh, biblical origins. Okay. Lindsay says Bible. I think I'm going to go with Bible, but it's possible that Matt's trying to fake us out because, like, the word blessing is in there. Yeah. Right. I, for some reason, I think it's has to do with Moses, but that might just be because I I'm got sticking Moses with on Bible. the brain. Okay. Both of you choose Bible. You are both wrong. This was coined <laughs> was by James. Out. It was a fake out. James Hervey, uh, a hymn. Since all the downward tracts of time, 1746. So some sort of religious thing, but not biblical. What I'm hearing origin. is that we're right. Uh, yeah, what I'm hearing is religion equals Bible, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Judges? I I'm sorry, no, I, I, we I cannot award that, one. that. At your wit's end, does this have a biblical origin or no, from that's somewhere Shakespeare. else? Okay. Yeah, I think that's not biblical. Okay, Lindsay, you're saying not Bible. And Allie, you're also saying not Bible. It's probably the Bible because none of them have been the Bible so far, just realistically. But I thought hmm. that was Shakespeare. I'm going with not Bible. I hope they're all not Bible. And then the last one is awesome. like the Ten Commandments. <laughs> but it's not. Uh, at your wit's end is from the Bible. Yeah. Psalms 107, uh, we're talking about sailors in a storm, quote, they reel to and fro and, uh, and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Mm. That is a biblical reference. See? By the skin of your teeth. Oh. By the skin of your teeth. Where does that come from? I, th th now it all feels like Shakespeare. <laughs> it does. I'm going to go with Bible. Okay. Allie says Bible. I'll go with not Bible. Lindsay says, not Bible. The correct answer is, it is Bible. It is the book of Job. Allie pulls ahead with one additional point. Uh, the book of Job records how Job was put through a series of trials, but eventually escapes, quote, with the skin of my teeth. Weird. Uh, how do you say the, how, okay, 19 colon 20. How do you say that? You would probably know, Lindsay, like when- Chapter 19, verse 20. Okay. Chapter 19, verse 20, in the book of Job, yes, apparently. Yes, exactly. Okay. Very good. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I, Bible. Sure. Okay. No, I'm going to say not Bible, just to try okay. to catch up. You'll be glad you did, because that is not from the Bible. You are now tied. Uh, that is Henry Wadsworth Longfellow in 1851 in a work called The Golden Legend. Wow. Not familiar with it. Not okay. familiar either. But he, co he coined it there. To fall by the wayside. Is that a Bible origin or somewhere else? 
I will say Bible. Okay. I'll go with Bible. You are both correct. Hey. Interestingly, this phrase comes from a translation, as we were saying earlier, William Tyndale in 1526, the book of Luke, the parable of the sower, who, quote, went out to sow his seeds as he sowed, some fell by the wayside and it was trodden down. So that concept is from the Bible, this book, mm -hmm. but I think the phrase came out of a biblical translation to some other language, perhaps English. So we're going to say from the Bible here. I love it. A fly in the ointment. Ooh, that feels New Testament-y. <laughs> does? I'm going to say not biblical. Okay. Allie says not Bible. I, oh my gosh, it's so hard. I mean, just ointment doesn't seem like a very biblical word. <laughs> ointment, that's, I'm going to say not Bible. Okay. You're both saying not Bible. Yeah. Unfortunately, you were both incorrect. Dang. The book of Ecclesiastes, quote, dead flies cause the ointment of the apothecary to send forth a stinking savor. I guess that's a smell, perhaps. Oh, God. And it's Old Testament. Ecclesiastes is, is Old Testament. Is Ecclesiastes Old Testament? Yeah, I didn't know. I have okay. no oh idea. And I, like, I did a bad job. Lindsay knows all this. <laughs> uh, how about it cost me an arm and a leg? That helicopter cost me a fucking arm and a leg. Where does that come from? That quote, legit from the Bible. No, no, that helicopter. Not the helicopter part. No, that's not it. That's not there. I'm going to say arm and a leg is Bible, although I also wonder if it's like Hammurabi's law, like the first laws Ooh, ever, which were okay. like, wow. if you commit this crime, you'll have to give us an arm and a leg. That still feels kind of biblical, you know? You yeah, cut your hand off for stealing. Yeah. I mean, the last one was biblical. It makes me want to say not biblical, but yeah. I'm going to say biblical. Oh, yeah, this one okay. but it could be like medieval. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're both saying Bible. Yeah. You are both incorrect. Ah. This is actually a 20th century American term post-World War II. Not about punishment, but it's about the cost. Like, this is so expensive, I had to give my Inflation. arm and leg. <laughs> so it's actually, the original idea is from an 1800s phrase, like, which we still use today. I would give my right arm for, you know... Yeah. A Twix bar right now. I'm so hungry. And I didn't want to give my right arm, but now I have to because otherwise I'll to. never get a Twix bar. Exactly. And then from there, it matured uh, in the 40s or 50s. That thing, that Twix bar was so expensive, it cost me an arm and a leg. That's a 20th century phrase. That's so fun. I like right? I, this is a fun one, Matt. You're so good at this. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Earning the big bucks. Uh, two more to go. Don't count your chickens before, before they're they hatch. hatched. Not Bible. Ooh, decisive. No Bible. I don't know. Are there chickens in the Bible? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> there are definitely chickens in the Bible. Really? I don't know anything about the Bible. I mean, all of the I know animals about Noah. ever. I know, like, a couple exactly. classics. That's it. <laughs> the classics. Um, I don't know. It seems like something like grandmas say and i feel like grandmas quote the bible <laughs> so i'm gonna go with bible okay ali is correct it is not the <laughs> bible this comes from thomas howell in 1570 uh from his work new sonnets and pretty pamphlets count not thy chickens that unhatched be weigh words as wind till thou find certainty Juxtaposing that with how people talk nowadays is like pretty depressing. Yeah. <laughs> also, that sounds super Bible-y. 
final answer. Would you like your scores? One, two, three, four. Don't Allie has Allie's four. Allie's by one. Lindsay has point. three. So, and a half. Well, then you both have a half, yeah, which we do. is moot. So. Um, <sighs> Allie has four. Lindsay has three. So Lindsay must get this to tie or win. Yeah. No, to tie. Or else I lose. Yes, I guess you're right. Yeah, you can't win. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. But you can only tie. That's okay. The blind leading the blind. Wow. Bible? Allie says Bible. Well, I have to say not Bible to have a shot. Yes, because if you yeah, yeah I if have you to. say Bible, yeah. you'll only you could only tie. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Okay. Not okay. Bible. So you're, you're taking the strategic route. Unfortunately, or fortunately for Allie, she is correct. Yeah. It is from the book of Matthew. Nice. I think Lindsay was weighed down by her knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I wonder. That's New Testament, the book of Matthew. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall yep. into the ditch. Yep. As we know. Yep. Allie is our winner. Congratulations. Thank you so much. We'll be right back after this very important commercial break. If thou art enjoying this podcast, bring thine self to patreon.com slash 2G1P and donate thy pennies and chickens at the $10 or more level, and we will say your name on the podcast. Bless the following motherfuckers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wesley Cordell. Jerry Duran. Jessica Fox. Kathy Phillips. Matthew Scott. Melissa Elliott. William. Jessica Keibel. And Ken M. Thank you so much. Peace be upon you. Mm-hmm. And go forth in God. Good tidings to you. And all of your friends. Amen. <laughs> we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Patreon.com slash 2G1P. And now a real crime report in Beverly Hills. From the website that's basically just a textual police scanner now, Next Door, courtesy of Best of Next Door. I was robbed in my home. I told the police who did the robbery on March 22nd, and they did nothing. They asked if I had a camera in my bedroom and bath. Do I? Look like a porn star. Kinda. Old Testament times cut that ham right off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm so excited to dive in with our guest and learn more about the woke Bible. I am so excited to welcome our guest today. Jason Washington is the latest translator of the Bible. And today he will be sharing his insightful views of God's word with us today. Welcome, Jason. Yay. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. (laughs) I'm so excited as well. We are going to have to find out more about exactly what the woke Bible is. But for our listeners who are uninitiated, could you just maybe give us an example of a woke Bible story that you might have or will share on your Reddit subreddit page. Sure. I'll even give you guys a choose your own adventure. You want to do that? Yes. Yes, we do. Very much. I'll give you four stories and you guys tell me what you want to hear. How about that? Ready. (laughs) Okay. I'm ready. All right. Number one, 
a whole lot of incest. <laughs> That's about lot in the Bible. Okay. <laughs> okay, number two, the Michael Jackson bears of the Bible. That's, okay, okay. Oh my God. Okay, number three, Absalom the motherfucker. <laughs> That's literal. Accurate. Number four is your final choice, Onan. The man killed for masturbating on the ground. Onan. <gasps> that's from, no, that's from my favorite book. Okay, great. <laughs> Is it Judges, Jason? Oh, well, this, this we're going to go from Genesis. So we'll start, we'll start there. Oh, it's from Genesis. Okay, a different Judah. I want you guys to know that Onan in Hebrew is to masturbate. Are you kidding? Oh, yes. I'm 95% sure that I'm right. <laughs> okay. Yes. We got some etymology there. That's nice. good. Nice. Love that. They still use the phrase Onanism today, which means, you know, like... Not inside the woman. Nice. Also, I, I just double checked and I am 100% correct. Little Nen is to masturbate. <laughs> nice, Allie. That's great. So good choice, you guys. This death by masturbation and also getting your daughter-in-law pregnant. That's a great story. Who doesn't love that? Hmm? <laughs> we'll take it back just a little bit. Isaac, if you guys remember Isaac, he has sons named Jacob and Esau. You remember that? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, Esau was supposed to get all the birthrights because he was the firstborn. Mm -hmm. But he was really hungry and he was like, I need some broccoli cheese soup. And Jacob's like, I'll got you. I'll give it to you. Give me your birthright. And so he traded that for a bowl of soup. It's a weird story. And then Isaac says to him, well, okay, come in here. I'll give you guys your, you know, your birthrights. Jacob glues goat hair all over his arms. And, and Isaac is like, oh, okay, you're my firstborn. You get all the rights to everything, which is a dumb thing to do. Like if you're that old and you should probably sort out your will and trust before that happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he gives it all to Jacob and then Jacob, like he takes off. He takes his, his sheep and donkeys, everything and takes off. And then he wants to marry Rachel who's very beautiful, but um, his father-in-law tricks him. We talked about this already too. Go us. Yes. His daughter was Leah. And in the Bible, it says she had weak eyes. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but she wasn't very pretty. <laughs> so he tricks her, you know, and he gets, he says, you can have her if you work for seven years. So he works for seven years for her. They get in the tent, they make love and everything. And then the next morning he wakes up and he's like, what the fuck? That's not Rachel. That's Leah. And he's like, yeah, you didn't notice, you dumb fuck. What'd she do? Blue <laughs> hair on her arms or something? And all the people were laughing like, ah, good one, buddy. Good one. <laughs> and so he has to work for seven more years for Rachel. So he has Rachel and Leah. So in the Bible, you know, there's the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm -hmm. That's from Jacob. Mm -hmm. He wrestles a guy and he pulls his hip out of place and he changes his name to Israel, which is why Jews aren't supposed to eat filet mignon. It's like a sinewy part because he pulled his hip out of place. Wait, seriously? Oh. You're not supposed to eat the like the sinewy part of the meat. Okay. Because oh. that, that comes from Jacob and Israel. Okay. That's badass. Also because of global warming. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Also the <laughs> methane is a problem. But yeah. yeah, I love it. Also, I've now discovered my new favorite insult. Whatever, you have weak eyes. You got weak eyes, <laughs> lady. <laughs> so he has actually has 13 kids, but they didn't really count girls in the Bible. They only counted guys. Oh, of surprising. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. fully surprised by that. Mm -hmm. You don't want to know about women in the Bible. If you do choose your own adventures for women in the Bible, you don't want to do it because they're probably, if it says their name, they're probably going to get raped. That's his. <laughs> he had only a daughter named Dina and she ends up getting raped, but he has 12 yeah. sons. And I always thought, I didn't know this, but he had two wives and also two slaves. So the 12 tribes of Israel come from four different women. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Me either until recently. So the 12 <laughs> tribes is two slaves, two women. Okay. Just like 
The Jeffersons of Montecito. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. And so Leah has the kid who is the protagonist of this story named Judah. There's also Joseph, the coat of many colors. The amazing Technicolor dream coat. Mm -hmm. Yep, Reuben, who had sex with his mom. Jesus Christ. So they throw, you know, they throw Joseph in that pit and Reuben's like, let's get him out. And they're like, shut up, Reuben, you had sex with our mom. And so they don't listen to Reuben. Mm -hmm. Is that where motherfucker comes from? Yep, yep. There's a guy in the Bible that had sex with 10 of his moms, Absalom. That's a good story, too. Wait, how do you have 10 moms, though? What? <laughs> Stepmoms. Oh. I mean, it's so far, this is just Pornhub recommendations. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know <laughs> if this is the Bible or... Okay, yeah. what, who is... What are we covering here? A bunch of hot dudes throwing another hot dude into a pit. Yes. Being like, yeah. And there's so much incest. If the Bible had a setting today, it would be in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Sarah's relation to Abraham? Well, I, I take it they're related. <laughs> Brother and sister. They have the same dad. No. Yeah, true story. Half. Wow. They're half. Okay, so it's gross. fine. Uh, okay, is it half? Yeah. I mean, also, I'm not surprised that Jacob is whack like this because Abraham, as his father, was not a great role model. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so we pick up with Judah in this story, one of the 12 tribes of Israel. All I know about Judah is that... <laughs> He sounds pretty hot at the beginning of Judges, but I feel like I skipped this part where he was whack-a-tastic because in the beginning of Judges, he and Simeon are like, let's go and beat up a bunch of Canaanites. Yeah. And they're like, just like, they're kind of like biblical, like drunk lacrosse frat bros. (laughs) Are you talking about the circumcision story? I can't keep up. I know. They get that whole town to get circumcision and they fucking murk them all up. They just stab them all while they're they're getting well from circumcision. Yeah. They're like, oh, now... Now you're weak. We're going to stab you. But also like a town of adults was like, let's cut off the tips of our dicks. Oh, yeah. There's so much circumcision stuff in the Bible. Yeah. 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 That's like a serious fetish, I think. That's correct. Judah was wild like that. And he, he killed the whole town from circumcision because they raped Dina, his sister. All right. So they gang banged Dina. He killed the gang. Got it. Yeah. Yes. So that's where we pick up with Judah. And of course, back then you had to get your numbers up with babies. Like that's the most important thing back then. <laughs> that's what they're doing now too. <laughs> You had to have the most babies as you could have. Oh, my God. Shua was Judah's wife. And they had a first kid named Ur, which already you know he's going to be a fuck up. (laughs) Because he's an error. Right. And so they had no babies. He and his wife, Tamar. Judah was so mad. He's like, what's going on here? And then God was mad too. And then God like struck Ur dead. They didn't know about heart attacks and shit back then. They thought like, okay, if God strikes you dead, then... That was for a reason. Mm-hmm. So Ur got struck dead by God. Judah was super mad. He was like, what the fuck? And he tells Onan, his second son, he's like, get in there and get her pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so he can have more babies. But Onan was like, I'll get in there. I'm, I mean, she has all her teeth and this is the Old Testament. So I'll do that. Yeah. I'll go for it. But I'm not having babies with her. So he just was pulling out. He was like, happy birthday, ground. So he was like routinely fucking her, maybe raping, and then jizzing on the ground. Exactly. Wow. Jizzing on the mm-hmm. ground is the perfect synopsis. That's such a, br- so Bridgerton of them. <laughs> first season, first season. <laughs> yes. So God really hated that, like on the ground, you know? So God was like, you're fucking dead too. So he struck him dead too. <laughs> that made Judah super mad. So two of his sons are dead. His daughter-in-law can't get pregnant. 
He's like, get the fuck out of here. And he sends Tamar out into the other city and says, okay, you're out of here. You can't live with us anymore. Mm-hmm. So back then it's like almost like a destiny. It's like, you're going to be poor and barren and you don't have a family. Or you don't have money or anything like that. So Judah, he's a patriarch and his wife eventually dies, Shua. No, not Shua. He goes to the city, Timuril, to get some strange. Like he's like, oh good, my wife died. I can go have sex with other people, right? Oh, fucking Judah. <laughs> but Tamar knows that he's on the prowl. Like she, so she dresses up like a prostitute. She gets all her fancy prostitute gear on. She goes Julia Roberts, right? And she hangs out by the city gates. And right away, he sees her and is like, yes, I want that. He didn't know it was his his daughter-in-law. This is so Trumpian. Now I get it why they're into this. (laughs) And then he's like, you know, can I be with you? And she's like, well, you've got to pay me. He's like, well, I don't have any money with me. And she's like, well, you can send me goat pal or whatever, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Goat pal. Like PayPal? <laughs> right. But with goats. <laughs> That's literally what they were going to, they were going to give her animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said, no, don't do that. Let me get your seal and your cord. So he gives it to her. He's like, yeah, I'll let you have this. And my, my men will bring the goats back. We can't do goat pal. We'll just bring the goats back. And so, you know, right away she becomes pregnant. His swimmers are still good. Oh, thank God. <laughs> he sends his men back to, to pay her, you know, like bring the goats and stuff like that. They're like, yo, where's that lady that hangs out at the gate? The gate prostitute. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? We haven't had a gay prostitute in years. There's no gay prostitute here. They go back to Judah and he's all confused. He's like, what just happened? Some like Demi Moore, Patrick Swayze shit. Was that ghost? What just happened to me? They're like, we have no idea. Here's your goats back. So she's pregnant, right? And then she starts to show. So she gets like a baby bump. And all the town's like, yes, let's fucking stone her. Back then, they used to kill women if they had a baby out of wedlock. Well, they still do that in some places. Yeah, they <laughs> they still do that. Don't worry. It's a twofer because you can kill the mom and you can abort the baby, mm-hmm. right? Both times. A lot mm-hmm. of people, and you hear evangelicals say this all the time, like, oh, the Bible says you don't do abortion. That's not true at all. The only time it talks about abortion in the Bible is to tell you how to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you hear so many people say, like, this is in the Bible. We're like, no, it's fucking not. Have you guys read this book? It's wild. Like they say, like, oh, marriage is one man, one woman. It doesn't say that anywhere. If anything, it says marriage is one really confused dude with as many women as will have him. Well, that's exactly what God says. So if someone tells you one man, one woman, that's not in the Bible anywhere. Uh, Mm -hmm. So anyway, they were going to stone her and throw rocks at her and kill Tamar. And she's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before you start throwing the rocks, I got a big reveal here. And she has his seal and his ring, you know? Yeah. She plays outcast real loud. She's like, oh, oh, oh. And she's like, Judah, <laughs> you are the father and the grandfather. <laughs> and he's like, no shit. The father and the grandfather? Huh. Roll tide. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh, we have sound effects. Good job, Matt. Yeah, we do. Wait, so then they don't stone her? No. She has Judah's kid. Uh That's fucking feminism right there. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right. So, Jason, let's take it back. What is your story with religion? Okay. So I grew up uh, in a very religious home. So we were church three times a week and I had to go to Christian school. So every day Christian school. But my art background was Southern Baptist. Do you know why it's called Southern Baptist? I would love for you to explain this because I am from the South. I don't think you'll love this one. No, no, no. (laughs) Back in the middle 1800s, Baptists were like, hey, we're sending out missionaries. Can you stop sending people that own slaves? Because this is really bad. And the Baptists were like, fuck you. We can own all the people we want. And like, yeah, but can you not? And they said, 
yeah, we're, we're going to own slaves. You know what? Even fuck you guys. We're going to start our own religion. We can own all the people we want and we'll call it the Southern Baptist Church. So in 175 years, they never thought to change that racist ass name. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. And you know why? Because it's still a hotbed for racist ass people. <laughs> yes. And so I grew up religious. I kind of went away a little bit during college, went to Australia for a year, had a great time, came back. But a lot like people who are abused as kids and marry abusers, I married somebody who's a fundamentalist. Mm. So then we had a lot of kids. We had six kids. Six. Wow. Uh Wow. Be fruitful and multiply. Mm -hmm. Almost as much as Abraham. (laughs) My wife is a big fan of the Duggars, 19 kids and counting. (laughs) No. We were at one of this horrible Fort Rock family camp. Like I would not recommend it. Zero out of 10. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The very end, she thought it would save our marriage. And so during a break, I came back inside and my ex was talking to Michelle. She didn't introduce herself, anything. She just, I just went right up there and she goes, your wife tells me you don't want to have any more kids. And I was like, yeah, we already had six kids. Yeah. And um, she said, and you're not going to let God control the size of that, your family? And I said, I think we've had enough. And she goes, it doesn't sound like you respect God's plan for a woman's body. And I was like, wow. Oh Wow. And that's when you were like, whoa, (laughs) my wife thought this was going to save our marriage. I'm out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Nail and coffin. Wow. This was also like 16, 2016, when Donald Trump came onto the scene. And I realized like, oh, it's just something for sale. Like religion is just for sale. Evangelicalism, it's all just for sale. And it just, I was like, I don't want to be associated with any of this. Mm. And now I've kind of moved away from religion for the most part. But I still research a lot because I write these stories on on Reddit. So I write the woke Bible and I write it Bible stories in today's vernacular. So it's a lot of fun. How did you originally start writing these stories? So somebody wrote on there, well, there's some raping in the Bible. And I was like, you guys have no fucking idea how much raping is the Bible. But look at the whole end of Judges, like you were talking about, Lindsay. The whole end of Judges is just raping. That's how they get all their their women back. They lose all their women and they like hide in the bushes and come get a whole tribe of women. That's how Benjamites got their groove back, just by like mass rape. <laughs> and I wrote that story and people are like, holy shit, you should translate more stories from the Bible. This is hilarious. Also frightening, but also hilarious. Amazing. I started writing stories on the woke Bible and I just, I did them for a couple, a couple months and then I took a break and now I've write them. I've been writing them like once a week stories all the time. So I love it. That's amazing. I'm sorry to be obsessed with Judges, everyone. And if someone mm-hmm. listening to the podcast turns this into a miniseries, you absolutely must bring me on to the creative team for giving you this idea. But who is the woman in Judges who, like, basically everyone was like, yeah, she was like, "I'm Dad, stop inviting these strangers into the house because they keep raping me. And then he was like, well, we got to be hospitable. And she was like, I'll show you hospitable. And she fucking smashes one of the would-be rapists in the fucking skull before he gets to rape her. Do you remember who that was? I can't remember her name. Jael was the one who got the guy with the skull, the skull tent peg. Yes. She reamed him in the head with a skull. But then what happened to her? Like, was the lesson ultimately like lay back and accept your raping? (laughs) Or did she succeed? Well, it doesn't really go on much about her, but it just that's her moment in the sun in the Bible is that she. Yeah, that adds up. They don't really pay too much attention to the women's stories. So (laughs) Mm. how did your following grow here? Because it seems like it's really kind of exploding. Like, what's going on? 
I'm not exactly sure how it, it increases. <laughs> it does. I don't really do advertising or anything like that. In the beginning, I set up the subreddit and then it got a couple thousand people going. And then I didn't write for a while. And so the people are just there. But lately, it's been growing like it went from 7,000 to like 15,000 now. And I think Matt was involved with the one that I posted on politics. And everyone's like, what the fuck is this? I, I think you started doing this in the comment section of other subreddits. And then people were like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I need to subscribe to this. Sure. Yeah. So the other subreddits, politics or white people tr- Twitter or black people Twitter, people say like, what is happening in the Bible in this part? And I say, oh, I can answer that question for you. I went to Christian school. My dad horribly wasted his money on my Christian school. And so I'll write these stories about the Bible and and inside the, the comment section. And then people will say like, oh, I want to read all the Bible stories in yours. I've had a lot of people say, if this was a book, I would read this in a second. So the last couple months, there's been like 7,000 more people to come on. But I'm not really sure how people come on. Every day there's like, oh, there's 30 new subscribers. So I don't know where they come from for sure. But a lot of it's people's comments or different subreddits or kind of directing them to my subreddit. Nice. What are you finding that people are most interested in or drawn to or what are they kind of talking about the most? Well, a lot lately is like Roe versus Wade. A lot of evangelicals say the Bible says this, the Bible. And I'm telling people like, you guys don't know what the Bible says. It doesn't say any of that shit in there. It's so much different stuff. It's so it's like an actual like this is actually what the Bible says. That's what people are interested in is what does the Bible actually say? It's so fascinating that people claim it says things that it doesn't say. Yeah. Like it just just makes no sense to me. You know what I mean? Like, how can you how do they get by with that? Well, there's 66 books. All I can say is they can't read and they just repeat what other people tell them. Right. It's just like a bad game of telephone, the whole fucking thing. Yeah. I mean, actually. Yes, it is. I mean, the entire Bible is a, is a game of telephone. Yeah. I mean, just a, as a point of semantics, like we're saying like, oh, haha, this biblical figure put this person, this story in because of this reason. It's like, well, actually, these stories were written hundreds of years after these people theoretically even lived, that alone should be like, it's based on generations of oral tradition, then finally written down by some dude, like, that's your starting point. Mm -hmm. Good luck, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. So Moses was 500 years at least after the story I just told you. So it would be like me, like, you guys, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna write a good story about the Black Plague. And I'm gonna talk about what King Edward said. You'd be like, what? That was hundreds and hundreds of years ago. That would <laughs> Were be, you there? That would be less time than Moses writing about, you know, Judah, Lot, any of the stories. Mm-hmm. And also, Moses himself was supposed to be very busy. So, like, how can we say that what he wrote, what is said that he wrote, he even wrote that? I mean, is it scholarly agreed upon that Moses wrote things down? I, I don't. I perceived him as a mythological figure, not as a an author of these stories. Even though literalists will, you know, believers probably feel that way. I I don't know. I love that you referred to him as a mythological creature. Like I like to pretend he's like a wood nymph. You know what I mean? Uh, but he, not <laughs> not a creature, but like you know, a story of a heroic person yeah. from a thousand years ago is probably the story that you're hearing is probably not related to a single human's actual life if he existed at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. I mean, it's wild that people think it's like relevant for today. What I think is that like traditions are interesting and they're connecting, right? And religion is kind of that. The problem that I have with most religions is that There's no space to think for yourself. Mm -hmm. And if Mm -hmm. you question anything, you're immediately ostracized. So because people want to 
stay a part of the communities that they're brought up in, they are trained not to question things, which is just not a great way to be as a person in the world in general. Mm -hmm. You know, well, I can speak about that as somebody who was, who grew up in that is that you want it to be true. Yeah. Like you're, Mm -hmm. you're Christian, your parents are Christian, your brothers and sisters are Christian for you to say like, let me really think about this. Was Jonah really swallowed by a whale? Does that make sense? (laughs) Does that add up? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nineveh is in today's Mosul, Iraq, which is 1,000 miles from the closest ocean. Mm -hmm. How could a whale, which by the way, whales can't swallow humans, but whatever, that's beside the point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think some of them are supposed to be parables and stories, but literalists will say, well, you have to take the whole Bible literally. Like, really? Even the part where they go up and jet jet packs up into the clouds, like that part too, but how do you... (laughs) So they're kind of in a corner where they have to take the whole Bible literally, but some of it you can't. And as well, you shouldn't, which is the problem with religion. Like we should just be like, look, these are meant to guide us. And as we evolve as a society, as a religion, we should be able to evolve in how we would like to be guided. And New Testament hippie ass God would like us to spread as much happiness in the world and what we are doing by dogmatically adhering to these words that don't make no kind of sense and consulted no woman (laughs) once ever, we should not, we are not spreading all that love and joy that, that hippy dippy God would really want us to be doing. There was one woman in the Bible that loved a man, only one, the whole Bible. There was only one. They talked about loved a man. Ruth? Michelle. Oh, Michelle was David's first wife, and he had six others and 10 concubines. So you see how that turned out. Didn't turn out well for her. I also think it's fascinating that people are like, we can only have one magic book. And so they've banned Harry Potter, which is arguably a much better magic book. (laughs) Still not as woke as it could be. Yes. The Michael Jackson story has, I would say... Nine magic tricks in it. What, okay, tell me what these, just a little <laughs> bit about these magic bears, please. Yeah, Elijah was the original prophet. He had a pet raven that brought him breadsticks. It was pretty cool. Like this <laughs> raven brought him bread, and then he was <laughs> like Olive Garden, never ending breadsticks. Yeah. Right? Yes, he had one. God was like, get out of that ravine. Go, you know, go out there in the world. And he's like, can I bring my raven? And God's like, no, fuck your raven. So he is like, damn. So he went to this lady. He's like, give me some bread and some water. You could do that back then to ladies. Just be like, hey, bring me some stuff. (laughs) And the lady was like, fine, we're having our last meal. You know, my son and I, he's like, then we're going to die. And Elijah's like, man, that's some dark shit. And so he, he makes this like magic where this oil never runs out. And the lady's kid dies and he brings the lady back to life. It's pretty cool. Like Elijah had cool magic in the Bible. That's nice. He, he was talking shit too. All these prophets of Baal were like, our God's going to make this catch fire. And he's like, Oh, I think your God's asleep. Oh, maybe your God's in the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like he was talking to <laughs> And he brought magic fire down from heaven and lit that on fire. So Elijah was like the original OG magic man, the original Chris Angel. <laughs> he went up to heaven like he had a, a chariot that was made of fire and horses and like all his clothes came off. For some reason, he had to be naked. I don't know why in that story, but he had to be naked. His clothes fell off and then he passed his magic on to Elisha. Because their names were so similar, you know. Mm, makes sense. Yeah, Elisha like becomes next. He's like, yes, and all all of his followers, Elijah's followers, are like, fuck that, this bald head weird guy. We're not serving this guy. And they like go look for him like three days. They can't find him. 
So Elisha is like, now you're my servants. So they go work for Elisha. Like, all right, fine. We work for the bald head guy now. <laughs> so they, he heals the water of this whole town. Like magically, like they didn't know about desalinization, all that shit back then. So he's like, boom, your, your town is healed from, from water. And they were all giddy. They're like, yes, we're doing magic now. We're back. Elisha's our new prophet. And, but then these punk kids came out and they're like, fuck you, Baldy. Hey, Baldy, what's up, Baldy? Then Elisha was not happy. He's like, you see these magic pants, motherfucker? And he's like, <laughs> I will bring fire. So all these kids are like, hey, Baldy, what's up? Go on up, Baldy. Elisha's like, all right, fuck you guys. And he brings these two bears out of the woods. And the bears, like, they didn't go after adults or anything. They just went right for these kids. So there's 42 kids, and these bears just fucked up all these kids. Like, just ate them all. Ah, this, all 42 kids died. <gasps> and the bears ran off and ran back in the woods. Wow. Great. And we still haven't taught <laughs> entitled white men how to handle their anger better than that. We still haven't done it. You know why they call them Michael Jackson bears? Why? They only fuck with kids. <gasps> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, my, I was not expecting it. I was like, how did we get here? Do they, did the bears moonwalk? Like, what are we, where are we going with this? My friend, Matt, sometimes I tell like my friends at Volleyball Beach, my friends that I play volleyball, I'm like, you guys listen to this story. Absalom had sex with 10 of his stepmoms on the roof or like, listen to these bears from the Bible. And, and my friend Maddie, she goes, so these are Michael Jackson bears. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and she goes, they only fuck with kids. I was like, oh my God, Maddie, that's good. I'm going to put that in my story. Writer's credit. Maddie, <laughs> you're getting credited Maddie, here. I love this. From Volleyball Beach. Yes. <laughs> well, as you continue to write these stories, what do you hope that people who come to your subreddit the Woke Bible, and find these stories? What do you hope they get out of it, at least? I don't really have an ulterior motive. I just like to write these stories down. And I write the Bible stories in today's vernacular. So I'll put them in there, and then there's like hip-hop references, and you know, there's lines from a rap that I'll put in there. And I'll, I'll say like, this is what actually happened. So I think if people say like, oh, these are really what's in the Bible? This is wild, man. People have no idea what's in the Bible. So I don't really have an ulterior motive. Just for me, it's another way to do writing, which I love to write. And I, I love to tell stories, obviously. Yeah. You touched upon this a little bit, but what are some of the other major reactions that you're getting to this content? So people will say like, I cannot believe this is actually in the Bible. People are like, bullshit, that's not in the Bible. I'm like, okay, look at Genesis 18. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not paraphrasing most all of this. I mean, the raven didn't really bring him breadsticks, but he brought him bread, you know? Like, this is just, yeah, for a raven to carry, it would be hard for a raven to carry a full loaf. Yeah, because that's the only flaw. Um, so <laughs> so when, when you say, no, actually, it's this verse, do they back down? Do they disappear? What happens? Oh, yeah. They say, like, oh, this is actually pretty biblical. I, there's been some Bible scholars on there, and I, already I'm like, oh, no. Why are you here, Bible scholars? And the, the guys were like, Actually, this is pretty correct. If you would put this in today's wording, this is exactly what happened. And like, okay, you guys can stay. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what, do you, what do you think is it about the Bible that has such a hold on the American psyche? Like, what is going on here? Well, I think people want to believe that they're right. So like, I'm a right wing person. I follow this and this is my hero. Like even people holding up Trump or holding up Kyle Rittenhouse or holding up Kurt Cameron, they want like a hero or something to hold on to and say, yeah, what I believe in is right or the Duggars or whatever. But all these heroes eventually fall 
for the most part. And so they, they can't really hold on to anything. So everyone wants to be correct or like Muslims want to be correct or Mormons want to be correct. But if people really take a critical look at everything and say like, oh, is this really what happened? I think people are afraid to, first of all, they don't want to give up, like, especially like Mormons. You guys should look at the subreddit called ex-Mormon. It is amazing. Oh, Oh, I'm friends with a bunch of them. It's wild. Yeah. I don't post on there. I just love it. This guy was like, yesterday, the top post was like, you guys, I just had my first beer. And, it, you know, there's a post of him. and Or someone's like, I just got a tattoo. I can't tell my family. Like, I just read it. I don't post on there. But it's amazing. Like, I think people are so encapsulated by religion that they don't really even know how to get out in today's society. So maybe they can see this and it's like, okay, some of this stuff is ridiculous, you know, mm-hmm. or they'll watch a banner under heaven or they'll read, you know, some critical thinking about what they believe and like, oh, okay, I should take a step back and look at this. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine that must have been very hard for you to finally leave. Yeah, it's hard because, you know, my kids pray with every meal and I, I actually worked for in within the church setting. My family's all religious. And for me to tell people like, hey, I don't really believe my, a lot of this stuff anymore. It's tough. It's, yeah. it's like yeah. for a super religious family, it's almost worse than saying you're gay because you're saying like, I don't really follow any of this stuff. Yeah. So do your kids ask why you don't do it anymore? Yeah. So I don't really pray at meals or anything. And, and my kid the other day, she said, what do you think happens when you die? You, you'll go to heaven or hell because their mom gives them a lot of like, propaganda and stuff like that. And I go, I don't really think anything happens. I think you just, that's the end. Like, you know, I don't remember what happened during the civil war or the black plague or anything like, you just don't know. I think, Yeah. I mean, it's, a, I don't push my beliefs at all. I just, I support them. And, but if they point blank, ask me, what do you think? I'll tell them. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just there to support them being good people. And it's not like you can't be religious and be a good person. There's a lot of people who are religious, religious, follow the traditions, but are still able to make their own decisions. Are there? <laughs> yeah. It seems pretty <laughs> incompatible to me. Well, it's just as if you if you use it as a guideline as opposed to a dogma. You know what I mean? There's a lot of ways to do it, but mm-hmm. It's it's hard if you are like very committed, but not dogmatic. That's going to create a lot of problems for you in your community. You know what I mean? It just does. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's more of a of a grid than a than a straight line. Yeah. You can believe and you can be a spiritual person, but you're still a critical thinker and maybe you don't believe all of it. I'm not the top source on all of this. I got kicked out of Christian school at 10th grade. So that's it for me. <laughs> I don't have any knowledge more than that, but I love to write these stories and I've studied it and it's fun. Well, thank you for sharing these stories with us today. It's been awesome. Yes. And let our listeners know where can they find you and your stories. So if you just Google Woke Bible or the Woke Bible or just look at, at Reddit, Woke Bible, it'll come up. You can just read it. It's a lot of fun. Nice. Wonderful. He's the new King James. Hey, you heard of him. Yeah, yeah, King like Jason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, it's just wild how much it can, these these freaking books continue to influence our lives today. I wish they wouldn't. Agreed. But also, I wish that we could just appreciate them for the wild-ass storytelling that's in them, which is why it's amazing <laughs> that he is doing this. Because I, I don't know how many times I told the story of Jael, I can't say her name. Yeah, but the the stake ten stake through the head of you sleeping rapists <laughs> love her, queen of my heart. I'll learn how to say her name and name my all my children after her. I think it's interesting as a history book to explain things that we could not at that time explain. Right? So, was there a flood that covered the whole world? 
No. Impossible. Was there, was there potentially a flood that covered as far as the eye could see at that time? Quite possible. Mm-hmm. And something mm-hmm. that's very interesting is when I was in Egypt, I met um, an Egyptologist, and she told me that there are hieroglyphics that that somewhat, you know, uh, confirm, correspond with uh, certain stories in the Old Testament, which I think is really interesting, sure. right? Like they, yeah. like apparently hieroglyphics talk about this outsider who came in and predicted a famine and stored the grain and stuff like that, which like cor- sort of corresponds with the Joseph story. There's, mm-hmm. There is stuff about a flood in Egypt as well. So I think as, <laughs> as that is just like a potential... History book that's not even history. It's extremely biased. It's ex- they, they yeah. didn't have GPS. Well, is, you know yeah. what I mean? These, like, are, these are oral traditions and mythologies that are present in all world cultures yeah. that are were then somewhere along the way collected by some dudes. Exactly. It's like Zeus came down to earth and transformed into a swan to fuck some ladies. Yeah. <laughs> we think that's a cute story from ha 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 Greek mythology, but no, this story in the Bible yeah, is totally real. Yeah, that's what makes weird. no fucking sense to me. Like, that's the difference. I think the way we have Greek mythology, we should refer to Christian mythology or... Well, Ju- Judeo-Christian mythology. Yeah. Secular mythology, people you know? do. This is how I would refer to a book like this, of course. Yeah. yeah. Eventually we will. Yeah. It's going to be a yep, while. We'll get there. We'll <laughs> it's going to be a while. Well, <laughs> but eventually we will. Send us your favorite fucked up Bible story uh, or your Ooh. favorite on the woke Bible subreddit. Check it out. You can find me across social media at Allie underscore Goldie. That's two L's and an I. I'm at the Lindsay Life with an E, Lindsay with an E. Uh, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash 2G1P. Uh, check out our Discord, discord.gg slash 2G1P. You can leave us a voicemail. That number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. You can email us, 2G1podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, so please be in touch. We heart your faces. Bye. Podcast is hosted by Lindsay Ford and Allison Goldberg, then loaded into a warehouse behind the Dead Sea Scrolls. I mean, produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Additional editing by Abital Ayler. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe. Do I look like a porn star?